Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are listening and watching to The Brett Keen Show. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. I wanted to share with you guys a story uh, for my new subscribers out there, people that have only been subscribed to me for a little while. You may not know this, but whenever I was a former atheist and I was running an atheist show and I was doing call-ins, I was calling churches, preachers, and I even managed to get some celebrities on my show. Now, unfortunately, many of you don't know that because my YouTube channels were taken down. I was silenced. I was put out of business. But one of the celebrities, uh, I'll name a couple that I actually uh, engaged and in interacted with, was uh, one of the Baldwin brothers, uh, the young one that ended up, Stephen Baldwin, who ended up becoming... A Christian and he was doing shows and all that and uh, making appearances talking about uh, what Christ meant to him. Now remember I was a former atheist and I had it out for religious people at the time. However what Stephen Baldwin did not know was I didn't hate him. I didn't dislike him. I actually respected the Baldwin brothers. There was a time where Alec Baldwin and the Baldwin brothers were considered badasses. One of my favorite movies done by the Baldwins was Backdraft with Kurt Russell. Good stuff. Well, there was a woman out there that I considered one of the most badass women on the planet, and that was Roseanne Barr. And Roseanne Barr was a celebrity who decided to open up a social media account. She decided to open Twitter. And Roseanne Barr was, she's always been unique. She's always been a powerhouse and awesome. But one of the things about her that I think made her as big as she is, is the fact that she was so relatable and she actually would talk to the common folk, okay? Um, on Twitter, she would talk to anybody. She'd respond to anybody. The comments and tweets that she did was not always, how shall I say, a kind or respectful, but it's Roseanne Barr. You know, Roseanne Barr is the type of person who, she knows that she has it hard. She knows that she's got health issues and she's got mental discrepancies and she is just taught herself, I guess trained herself, to not let people take advantage of her or hurt her or do things. And it's one of the reasons why she's a strong personality that she is. She realized whenever she got into Hollywood and all that, that she was going to have to wear armor all the time, especially being a woman going through all the struggles that women go through in the business. But she was one of these women who could actually sit here with pride and tell you that if it wasn't for her, the very TV show that was named after her would have never survived. It would have never made it. It was her personally that did it. And I know a lot of people, they'll say, yeah, but what about the, you know, Dan and all that? Well, Dan's a talented actor. 
But let's face it, there was never a TV show about him at all. He got to star in movies, but they've never actually made a movie where he's like the main guy. Unless you count that drug addict movie called The Lebowski and shit that a lot of atheists like. They sit around and they snort coke and smoke weed and shit and then watch that movie and it's like their anthem. I get it. I get it. It's basically a, a dumbass movie for dumbass people. I'm going to take a lot of heat for that, but so what? So Roseanne, uh, she always had a place in my heart because I grew as a child. I grew up and I watched her play this mother on television. And I remember thinking to myself, damn, I wish I had a mom like that. I wish I had a mom that didn't let people walk all over her and abuse her and do all that kind of shit. Uh, this woman was basically like, I'm going to do what I need to do in life. I'm going to survive. She took care of her kids and she had sarcasm. She had the jokes. And also Roseanne was intelligent. She was one of the few intelligent shows back then. And what's interesting is her show could has stood the test of time whenever she was actually in it. Um, you could go back and watch it and there's a lot of politics and there's a lot of things discussed that um, are true today, if that makes sense. Well, because I seen her on Twitter and I was trying to actually have a successful show, it just seemed like an intelligent idea that I would reach out to Rosie. But unfortunately, there was something going on in my head where I had a lot of anger and rage and I was having a lot of downfalls in my life. So I decided not just to be polite about it and just come right out and say, Rosie, I respect you. I admire you. Will you come on my show? Because if you come on my show, then I'll actually be a lot more relevant than what I actually am. At that time, I was actually considered one of the most popular atheists in the world. But I wasn't so narcissistic or arrogant to think that I even came close to the fame and awesomeness of Roseanne Barr. I fucking knew it. And anybody that says otherwise, they're full of shit or they're insane. Roseanne Barr is a household item. Brett Keen was just some fucking asshole on YouTube running his mouth who every once in a while got a thumbs up, okay? <laughs> you know, let's just be fair about that. But for whatever reason, I was not in a respectful mood. Here I am looking at a childhood hero making comments on Twitter, and I decide to engage her. Instead of saying, can you please come on my show and have a really deep conversation with me, I decided because I'm a former, uh, or I was an atheist back then, that I'll go after her on religion. I figured that would be fun. That'd be good to go at. That'll give her something to talk about. It'll give me something to talk about. And we can have kind of a little spat. And I knew that Rosie wasn't scared or chicken shit. She wasn't afraid of anyone. So I know that she would have gave me a toe-to-toe -to -toe in the ring. Uh, just I just felt like the fire and the flames from that would have been spectacular at the time. Uh but stupid now when i think about it it's just stupid why why do that to your childhood hero just so you can have your name out there it was one of the few times in my life where i actually uh thought that that was a good idea and when you think about it it actually makes you feel like you took advantage or you tried to take advantage of somebody's good opportunities or great things that are going on with them
And unfortunately, I have a feeling that's what a lot of people in Hollywood did to her in the first place. They took advantage. They knew that she had that star thing going on, that eye of the tiger, and she was hungry and she was going to take whatever the fuck she wanted, period. And a lot of people seen that and they didn't want to see Rosie for who she was. A lot of people got to the point where they were like, yeah, she's great. and She's awesome and all that. But what can I get out of her is the attitude. And that sucks. I was a nihilistic atheist. I was about myself, you know, and that's sad. That's real sad. Ugh, I'm having a hard time not bawling, just thinking about what a dickhead I was as a non-believer. So I tried to get her in <laughs> and she engaged me back. She actually interacted back and she's like, you don't believe in God. And I said, nope. And she said, well, you're a fucking moron. She actually tweeted that to me. You are a fucking moron. And I know some people out there, you would have probably crawled into a corner in a fetal position and, and fucking died by a celebrity talking to you like that. But um, me, I was like, yeah, that's Roseanne Barr right there. She's a fucking badass. She don't take no shit off of anybody. That simple fucking tweet put me back in my place. It, it reminded me of who I am and who Roseanne Barr is. <laughs> oh, shit. And there were a couple tweets that she did back where she said that she might actually be interested in, in coming on the show, even though I came off as a dick towards her. She understood how Hollywood works. She understood that people want a piece of the pie. People want shit. And she gets that. And as long as you don't push it over the fucking line, she might actually help you, even though you're absolutely useful, useless and don't benefit her any. But, unfortunately, I found myself, I ended up getting canned for the hundredth fucking time on YouTube. I got shut down and stuff. And then I went through my metamorphosis and my transformation, a lot of changes in my life. It was probably a good thing for me to get shut down because it gave me an opportunity to sit back and observe myself and really look at how where I've come from what am I doing am I actually benefiting the human race am I actually contributing am I doing anything good um is my views even right is my ideas even correct sometimes a motherfucker just needs to be slapped really fucking hard in the mouth and it just makes you think about shit in a whole different way there's nothing like a good ass whipping that'll just tell a person, you know, watch your fucking step. Don't go that direction with me. Don't get the wrong tone. And Roseanne, she just kind of set it out for me like that. We never did get a show going. We never did interact. But I've always had this absolute admiration and respect for this woman. The contributions that she's done to society. She's not only a person who was struggling in the, in the business because of being a woman, but she was also struggling because she was dealing with her own personal demons inside. You know, she was dealing with the mental health issues and all that. And I know what that's like because I got my own mental health issues. I've got severe depression. I know what it's like to one day feel like you're on top of the world, and then the next day you just feel like, fuck, I just wish it would all come to an end. I just, I'm sick and tired of it. 
And it's one thing you got to think from her perspective of what that's like. She's involved with all these big mouths on the internet, all these celebrities. She's had to listen to them and actually interact with them and socialize with them is where we get to see the nightmare from the outside watching like a video or a movie or footage or something. She actually had to live through that shit all of her fucking life and all of her career. She had to put up with these fucking dummies that a lot of you make fun of on YouTube. Could you imagine having to live like that and actually try to somewhat pretend as though you enjoy being in that environment and being around a bunch of fucking losers with stupid ideas all the time? Being Roseanne Barr, who just lets that shit fly and go. So, lo and behold, things started getting political. The election was going Trump ended up getting voting in, and whenever he got voted in, he went from being this billion-dollar successful businessman that contributed so much to our government before he even became president, as well as our country. He did so much with real estate, and he was a fighter who was very successful in his own right. He becomes president, and then suddenly the world turns on him and the liberal media, and they turn him into Satan incarnate. And Roseanne Barr, she supported him, and she did not like some of the dirty bullshit that was going on in politics. The woman that she went after, nowadays people see that same woman that Roseanne Barr went after as a fucking traitor to our country. That's right. A lot of people are wondering why that woman is even in Congress. Well, Roseanne Barr, being the intelligent creature that she is, she, she fucking sensed that bitch from a mile away. She knew there was something not right there, that there was something wrong, and she went after her. She did some goofy-ass insults towards this woman. You know, equality, treat everybody, you know, the same way, whether you're male or female type of attitude. It's so interesting, too, because liberals and Democrats are always claiming that they want equality between men and women. Well, here you got Rose Ann Barr. She's about as equal as it gets. She's about as fucking, if she's going to whip your ass, she'll do it fair and even. Here you've got your woman, your strong woman, who ain't afraid to tell you what she wants. You know, she's not afraid to lay it out for you, lay the cards on the table and what did they do to her? She went after another woman. She mentioned the word monkey in her fucking tweet. Now, Roseanne Barr has called lots of people many, many different names. And I don't believe whenever she was calling anybody any of these names that there was any real intention behind it at all. She's a comedian. She's kind of what you call natural comedy. It's like the shit just comes off the cuff. She could be walking through a club, see somebody with a big head, and say, look, there's a fucking pumpkin head. Look at that fucking plum over there. It's not meant, has anything to do with racism or transphobia or how she feels about a race of people or any of that shit. She's just a woman. She sees somebody doing something stupid, and she says something fucking hardcore back to them. But there's no intention behind it. It's just off the cuff. She's natural. She's like, um, 
I hate to do a comparison like this, but she's like a Chris Rock or a Dave Chappelle where they just say what's on their fucking mind and they move on. And uh, that's it. When she said monkey, she was literally talking about a stupid animal or a fucking zoo animal that's out of control. And nowadays, there's people all over the world, both liberals and Republicans, who are saying a hundred times worse than what Roseanne said. But what did they do to her? They... They fucking canceled her. She was one of the first childhood heroes that they ended up burning into the floor. They killed her character in the show and actually tried to carry on the show without her. It died quickly because I know when that damn show aired and they claimed that they were going to kill her off, I couldn't even begin to watch that shit. I had lost my mother, you know, my fucking hero in real life. And Roseanne was like my TV mother. So to watch them dissect her and destroy her and say this strong woman became weak and got on drugs and died, I was like, get the fuck out of here. And then it made me sick. When I turned on my television and you would be flipping through trying to find something interesting to watch, and you'd see one of the pricks that co-starred with her running their fucking mouth. They couldn't just say, I didn't find her joke funny, or I couldn't find her tweet funny. But she has always been a great person all of her life, and because of her, our careers were made. Because of her, we have a future. Because of her, we even had the opportunity to be relevant enough to even have our own show or be able to talk and express our ideas. All they had to do was to simply say, I didn't agree with her on her tweet. It was nasty or foolish, but they went all out trying to just kill her, destroy her. And how can you do that? How, I, I, I don't understand. How can, how can people do that? The, the children, actually, I, I don't know if many of you, how many of you watched that show, but these were kids that actually grew up with Roseanne. They were like the second family. You watch them go from little bitty ass kids to growing into young adults and shit, along with Roseanne's fake sister on the show and Dan. How do, how do you do that? I mean... Did somebody, did Hollywood actually sit down with um, <laughs> these people and say, you got to say this, you got to do that? What, where was the spite and bitterness from where they had to like totally fuck her over like that? I, I don't get it. Did they think it was going to give them points in the media? Did they think that Hollywood was going to give them extra money for being dickheads on, on TV or something? I still, to this day, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand how you can just turn around and stab people in the fucking back like that. There's a certain kind of, there's evil, ladies and gentlemen, and then there's that kind of evil where someone pretends as though they fucking love you just so they wait until that moment where you're vulnerable and then fucking jack you. That's a special kind of evil, ladies and gentlemen. That's a special stupid and it angered me. I'm still angry just thinking about it. I'm really happy now, though. When Roseanne came to YouTube, 
and she put her face on video and she started talking. I knew that she was going to succeed again because she's relatable. She's not up on top of a mountain that's unreachable. She's not like some kind of Will Smith where she hides herself and you never know really who that person is or what they're fucking doing. She's always talked to the peons on earth. She always talked to the you and me out there. And she's always had no problem getting in the ring with anybody and shit. But she's gotten older. She's gotten wiser, obviously. And she's learned about how the, unfortunately, how the game is played. She's learned it the hard way. She's also seen the, the little splits in the sidewalk on that shit. And I'm so glad because now I get to come to YouTube, make my videos, spew out my bullshit. Obviously, my perspective and position has changed. I totally believe in God. I love God. I'm not so happy about religion. I'm not a... <laughs> I'm not like on anybody's side or team whenever it comes to that shit when I know a lot of people look at it like that. I'm on God's team. But it's so good to see this woman blossom. She takes a hard hit. She has so many people try to destroy her, and she rises like the phoenix, and people are back to, I love Rosie, I love Rosie, and a lot of the people who tried to burn her and destroy her, what's beautiful is you can tell, even as an outside observer, that God took care of her and protected her. <clears throat> She's a miracle. They tried everything they could. They hit her with the kitchen sink. And every one of these fucking pieces of trash ended up burning in the end. A lot of these politicians that attacked her, they lost all credibility. They've got no integrity. All the celebrities that fucking burned her, who are they now? You know, they're going to be those pieces of shit that end up on VH1 10 years from now talking about how they ruined their life and their career and all that shit. You know, like the old 80s bands used to do. And Roseanne will go down as a legend, a legacy. Well, that's all I got to say about that. I guess uh, the only regret I have with Roseanne is that I never had the opportunity to sit down and go fishing with her or just hang out and shoot the shit. It doesn't even have to be on camera. You know, I wouldn't mind, but to be honest with you, if Roseanne were to, like, for some unusual reason, actually watch this video or anything I have to say and decide to invite me out to a podcast, I'll be honest with you, I consider myself pretty brave. I consider myself pretty strong and I could probably sit in front of somebody like Joe Rogan and I could sit in front of a whole lot of celebrities and, and it wouldn't fucking phase me. I'd just carry on a conversation, but Rosie's got this like illuminating light about her. <laughs> I think that I would be in awe and my knees would go weak and shit and I'd probably feel a lot of fucking butterflies. I think I'd have a hard time talking to her because I hate to say it because I'm, I do believe in God and all that, but in a way, as far as God-like in a human type of sense, she's like that. She is like the childhood mother that I never had. So I find myself uh, feeling like I'd be kind of uncomfortable 
being in the presence of such greatness, if that makes sense. I could do that with anybody else. I could stand there with the fucking Avengers, Captain America and Robert Downey Jr. But with Roseanne, it would be like, oh boy, I can't believe I'm in the fucking same room. It'd be one of those things where I'm literally sweating like a fucking pig. Some of you probably would enjoy seeing that though, wouldn't you? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the story. God bless.